What's up, everybody? It's Heat Override, and I'm ready to bring the pain for you this week. What's that? There's two people in one bring the pain? So I have a guest today. How are you doing today, Jeremy? Introduce yourself. I'm doing good. I'm doing good. It's good to be here. Uh, yeah, I'm Jeremy. I'm with the uh, Dr. Roto uh, site. So I'm going to be doing a lot of the draft coverage this year. So I'm excited about doing that. So uh, that's what we're here. Uh, I think to talk some IDT, IDP players, correct? That is that is correct, man. I was coming up all kind of all sorts of weird like show names and stuff. So I came up with Dynast Heat, and I, I just like I'm always doing these crazy little things. I have to have some little added throwing some extra sauce in there. So anyway, I wanted to just get it started off and everything. So tell everybody where they can find you at. Let's get that out the way and everything. Sure, we can do that. Yeah, I'm on Twitter at uh, at Miller eighty eight Jeremy. So you can find me there. I have a lot of uh, good draft coverage and good NFL coverage out there. And then you can find me at the Dr. Roto site as well. So you can come on over there and that's where everything will be for the draft coverage and everything. So, and I'll be putting out articles and links and everything in my Twitter. So you can get everything there and hop right, right. on over. That's right. That's right. We're going to definitely get those reshared, followed, comments dropped. That's what we do. Support exactly. each other and get everything going. So exactly. I came up with practically, you know, my model for, the scoring system. So I wanted to just throw two players out there before we get into the the three players that we're highlighting today for, from college. Okay. So Max Crosby, uh, through his year this year, just this year, he was about an 8.21 average per game. So that kind of gives you an idea of where defensive ends should be. And yeah. then Sauce Gardner, you know, didn't really have a lot of interceptions, but I, that's not what I was looking for. And I, mm -hmm. I got a good average on him at 3.97. That's not too bad either. So that's about your going to be your average points. So going forward, when we discuss the points and around the averages and how much they can put, put on top of that towards scoring, and everybody has different IDP scoring, of right. course. So that scoring right there is off of a one point for like a pass defense. Of course, sacks are three points. Total tackles, one point. That's the idea of what we're going off of. That seems about right, right? Yeah, yeah, that sounds right. That seems about the basic for what people will be doing, correct? That, that is, that is. And, you know, when you brought up that you're into college and everything like that, I was like, I just don't have a lot of time through all the point fighting and everything. So we have NFL on and, of course, we have wrestling on and then it's baseball during baseball season. So what what gives you what brought you to the college game? Was it just starting the college game and then you went to the NFL or did you go vice versa? Did you go NFL then college? I went NFL and in college, but uh, I played college football as well. I played football at St. Francis University, so I nice. played there for four years. So I've been doing football and baseball actually my whole life, ever since I was like five or six. So I decided to play football in college instead of going the baseball route, but I could have gone either way. So, so I, But I enjoy both sports, and I love football. And it kind of got – the NFL was always my passion, kind of like what I loved the most. And then college just kind of blended in from there, and then you know everything just kind of took off after that. So. That's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. That's exactly what, and, and that's the good why Doc brought you on is because of your knowledge, your expertise, you know, being able to, you played the game. So that gives you a lot more insight than say an oral person. Like I only played high school football and I only played half the season because my grades got me kicked out. But you know, <laughs> we, yeah, I, my mouth was the problem. Unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I can, yeah. Oh, that happens, right? <laughs> he doesn't shut up, does he? I, <laughs> so all right, well, let's get right into it. Uh, we'll keep your personal favorite for the last of the show because That's I know fun. that you kind of wanted to start it out with that. So yeah. we're just going to go straight up beast mode from the go. 
Jared Burst, Florida State, 6'4", 260. Mm-hmm. What do you like about him? Well, um, I wrote down a lot of stuff about him. Uh, he's very explosive, very explosive player. Uh, he gets off the ball quickly. He uses good leverage. He's very disruptive, very disruptive, disruptive player. Um, he uses a, he has good use of his speed rush, and he also has a good bull rush as well. I've seen many videos, watch many games where he's bull rushing the tackle right back into the quarterback, and basically him and the tackle get the sack because <laughs> he's <laughs> yeah. just he's just overpowering. I mean, the way he just bull rushes a, a, one of the big offensive tackles, it's amazing. Um, he he's good against the run too, um, but he's more of a more good against the pass than he has against okay. the run. But he can do both. Um, he's very, uh, very rugged. He's thick and powerful player as well. So at point of attack, he's very solid. So he's going to be good on all those plays, you know, run or pass mm-hmm. with that. And he's a violent yeah. tempo setter as well. He'll set the tempo for make a big play. I mean, he's, he's known for making the big plays off the edge with either a sack and a turn, you know, a force fumble that way, or just mm-hmm. getting a big sack in a big situation. So he's very much a very emotional tempo setter if that makes sense so it does it does it, it's it's a, that's exactly what i got off of him too so when you said that the way he rushes off the edges what i saw is once he's like you said once he starts going he doesn't stop until he hits something that's and true. i love one thing that, that you said too like the way he plays with his body i noticed his arms like how it like it was like he plays long so his arms were always sticking out sticking around and always going for something that, you know, that just equates to tackles, that equates to disruption, you know, that can lead to like what you brought up with the forced fumbles and everything. Because when we look at his 41 tackles, his nine sacks, he had one forced fumble, but he also had two pass defense this season. I mean, that's a great, and that's in 12 games, including all the bowl games and everything. That's that's a great season for anybody. It is. It is. He, he had a very good year. I actually graded him out as a 90 pass rusher and a 65 against a run. So, I mean, that's that's out of 100. So, I mean, he, he's going to be better against the pass than he is against the run. But like you said, he, he, he'll he make up for it by making the big plays off the edge and yeah. also defending the passes, getting the pass deflections. So Exactly. Definitely... And I think that's what the NFL is going for now anyway. It's almost like, and I think that's what stumps us sometimes as DFS experts, is that sometimes they're just doing featured people and they're just completely forgetting about everybody else, whereas the game used to have a tempo People would have a set place. If that guy isn't getting the ball today, that isn't. And for him, he's going to be set in a lot of pass rush situations. So I did see them that I've seen a few people. I've got them. They, they have around uh, 11th overall to 14th overall. He's around mm-hmm. in that little bracket. Any uh, thoughts for you in that area as well? Yeah, I was thinking um, that that wouldn't be bad for him. I'm thinking like between 8 and 17. I'm thinking maybe I wrote down 11 at Minnesota or maybe even 17 at Jacksonville. Uh, Those would be good spots. But, I mean, he could go as high as 8 to Atlanta because they could use a a person off the edge as well, a good pass rusher. So I could see him as going as high as 8, but definitely I I wouldn't think he'd fall past 17. I mean, I've seen crazier things, but I don't (laughs) think he gets past Jacksonville at 17 for sure. Right. I mean, that's the whole reason Aaron Donald's a Ram. Mm-hmm. I mean, we didn't even know that we were going to get him. He just <laughs> fell to us. And that and that can happen. So when I did it, when I looked at his point, his his tackles and everything and added it up, he had 73 IDP points in that format, giving him a 6.08 average per game, which isn't too bad if you go up a little bit more and you go like when we go back to Max Crosby and Max Crosby being a superstar definitely Jared Burst can make that next level happen. He can be a Max Crosby type of player. You can see the increase of those stats, the points and systems and everything. 
going up because he'll have more opportunity. He'll he'll have if he goes to the right situation where there's somebody like say an Aaron Donald or say somebody else off the edge, you know, that's going to give him more wide open opportunities. I love the pick. Oh, yeah, definitely. I, I can definitely see that. And I will say one thing about him is he plays to his level of competition, which is one of the downsides to him. OK, I was, OK. I, I was I was actually at the pit game pit and uh, in uh, Florida State this year, and uh, mm-hmm. he, he definitely didn't have his best game. I was looking forward to really seeing him at that game. And it was like one of his lower games of the year. I think he graded out like a 59 or a 60. And that was like one of his lowest of the season. So mm-hmm. uh, so he definitely that's one thing with him. If we got to go pros and cons with that, but I mm-hmm. mean, overall, yep. he's going to be a great player. I think in the NFL, it's, he just needs that coach. that's really going to push him. I think, you know what I mean? So yeah. Oh yeah. That'd be, yeah. That'd be a good situation going yeah, to Jackson. Definitely. You know, surrounding and stuff. And maybe Washington opens up for him and things like that, because yeah, I mean, yeah. Washington just bled their whole defensive line away. I just, whatever. But at they the did. same time, they definitely going to, they're going to be a need to address those situations going into this year, especially the way, that defense was just getting trounced the last at the end of the season. Yeah. It just it wasn't working out for them. And we've seen that. And they that's what they knew. So this could be somebody that, you know, they can then you brought up the Vikings. Vikings would be mm. perfect fit. And that again, when you brought that up, that's exactly where I was seeing him going. It was 11 Vikings. Yeah. That's from a few of the mock drafts that I've seen run and that a few people had on different sites. And that just seems to be where about it's going. So that's hey, you know, when you need that at the edge and you're in a dynasty league and you don't have an end like me i have some i have some old ends for other than i have hutchinson right then this is a guy for me that i would look at maybe second round in a 16 team dynasty league mm-hmm. because this is this is going to give me a powerhouse for the future and somebody that's able to step in from the go yeah yeah i can definitely see that i would i would definitely draft him i'm in a couple idp leagues myself i think now i'm up to like three or four so i have (laughs) i keep i keep growing each year so i keep getting more and more (laughs) it seems like so it started with one or two and then it just keeps growing each year but yeah (laughs) i i I usually draft the uh defensive players like in the third and fourth round when i get into there because i'm more of an offensive guy so i got my offensive guys first but uh of course of course yeah, I could definitely see taking him though. If he's if he's sitting there definitely in the third round of an IDP draft, I'd definitely take him. So oh yeah, yeah. I I, I would definitely look at him. So let's move along. Let's move along to Cool Aid McKinstry <laughs> from Alabama, cornerback 6'1, 195. What do you see in this kid? Well, he's actually my number five cornerback, actually. Um, I have four guys ahead of him, and uh he's not one of my favorites actually for this draft. I mean, he's very, he's very talented. Don't get me wrong, but mm-hmm. I think a, he's a little bit overhyped as a, as one of the draft prospects coming out. He is very smooth. He's very athletic. Those are two things I wrote down. He has excellent ball skills. He can go get the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, he's an excellent punt returner. That'd be one thing. Yes. If the team's drafting him, he would definitely be able to return punts for you. And he'd be able to help out right away on special teams with that. Mm-hmm. Um, he's pretty good in a run game. He's solid. He'll come up and make the tackle. Um, so he'll definitely do that. Um, he has average play speed, um, and then he doesn't attack with his press coverage and man very well. Yep. He likes to sit back. He doesn't like to go up and attack and like get physical with the receivers most times. Mm-hmm. And then his deep speed is another thing. So I want to see um, once we get to the combine what his actual 40 time is. Okay, If his 40 time is better, then I think that will definitely ra- raise his draft stock, and I could definitely maybe – put him one or two spots higher depending on how that goes because he does have good ball skills but i'm just concerned about his uh his speed and, and his uh his deep speed primarily exactly. but overall he's he's a very good player i mean he'll be he'll probably be at the end of the first round i was thinking um mm-hmm. maybe the beginning of the second round 
but there's also a lot of good corners in this class that makes him top five, but he's de definitely in my fifth out of the five right now. So, yeah, I, uh, yeah, that's why I kind of went for him. It was also because like you said, there's a hype around Kool-Aid and that just, I mean, the name alone. That's, that's what I was going to say. The name, the name gets it, you know the what name, I mean? The name gets it. The name. So he's going to definitely have to elevate his, his stats. So when you were talking about how he likes to come up and make tackles and play that, I saw a lot of that too. You know, we'll go over. He had 32 total tackles, seven pass defense this year. But what was really different about it was the previous year, he had 15 passes defense. And that's that's huge, because when you said that he doesn't like to do press coverage, it's from what I saw is he kind of likes to, the ball to get near the receiver before he then initiates mm -hmm. contact, which is why I think that led to a lot of those pass defense that we saw. And he seems to take pride in breaking up those passes. Now, if somebody has strong hands, pulls that down, he's going to have a problem with that in the NFL. Like you said, you know, he's going to have to learn how to press those guys first, because if he doesn't get that initial press, then when he's trying to break up that pass, he may not be able, he may be too late. Right. Exactly. And, and I graded him out coverage wise. He He's actually um, a little bit better in zone than he is with man. And you mm -hmm. can see that with not wanting to come up and press and man coverage. Cause yep. I haven't right. He has a 87 grade in coverage for me, and it's 74 man, 83 zone, and then he's an 83 in the run defense. So he, he will come up and make tackles. So he's mm -hmm. like I said, he's overall he's a very good player. I just I want to see him be more physical. He's got to get more physical, and I and I want to see what his speed is for the 40 time at the combine just to see for that. Because yeah. right now the recovery speed, if he gets beat deep, I haven't seen him be able to make up that that time that that you know the distance yeah. in between to be able to run down the receiver that well. So. And make yep. a play on the ball. So we'll see how that goes. So yeah. And and you know, that might be something where like if a team sees to move him to safety mm -hmm. as opposed to have him corner, or I mean, even a nickel, that would be a good fit for him. And he does have the skills, the ideal set to play that nickel corner, you know, sit in the middle, bang with somebody like Travis Kelsey. Because mm -hmm. being six one, at least he has a little bit of size to him. He's yeah. not undersized, so he's got a little length, he's got a little bit, and I think that length does kind of help him as well, too, with a mm -hmm. lot of that. But, you know, when you're looking at that and you're seeing he played 13 games and his points came up, uh, it was 39 total points, giving him an average about three against Sauce, who didn't really get many interceptions. And he didn't even have an interception this year, too. That's what I was going to say, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, that's big. you got to have a turnover. And he played for a, uh, he played for a great team. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I mean, he's, he, he should have definitely had the, the chances. The chances were there for interceptions because Alabama's so strong. But at the same time, he didn't come up with any buddies, any of them. So, hey, right. you know, we'll see where he falls. And I think you're correct. Definitely in like it, it, not just an IDP draft. If anybody was looking for a corner in a draft, he's definitely a late round bloomer. You know, somebody you want to put in, you might be able like I dra I drafted Elam a little bit ago for Buffalo. I and he's too. kind of worked himself into starting lineup. But regardless, it's always Kenny Moore on that team. It's always Kenny Moore or Jalen Ramsey. Because they just make that play, they make those tackles, and you need that sometimes in IDP. You need that that low that low ceiling so that you know even if the big ceiling pops off, I I'd rather take my three four points a week than to take a zero and an eight, and that. So yeah, that's what I got him at. And again, I see some people haven't projected around twenty four, like you said, mm -hmm. late first, probably more so second round because of how deep corner is this year in the draft. So I'm totally on board with that. This is definitely somebody's. That, can be targeted in an IDP dynasty league where you can keep them around, but as in like a straight IDP league where you only get a couple 
sets, this is only going to be, this is going to be maybe a late season pick. You need somebody for a bye week or that. Yeah. And I, I could see him going as high. I wrote down here as high as 15 to the Colts. If he really performs well at the combine and somebody falls in love with him. Cause like we said, his name and in the name recognition and being from Alabama, I mean, that, that, you know, could pay dividends, but I really see him around like 20 to Pittsburgh, 25 to green Bay or 29 to uh, the lions. If that was, uh, if he goes in the first round, that would be around where I, I really see him going. And I don't know if the Steelers would go yeah. that route. So it's probably going to be around 20 to 25 to 29, probably. Yeah. And then yeah. maybe early second round, like you said. So you did, you did bring that up though, that if there was a team that probably would move, it would be the Steelers, but they already took their chance, right. you know, so with Porter Jr. So now, I mean, he would be nice to side put over on the other side with Porter since Porter seems to be going to more of a lockdown corner. And if he's going to be their lockdown and they're going to put him on people, they're going to need somebody that can make tackles and play that other side of the field. So that would be a good move for Pittsburgh. I don't know if they'll make it, but at the same time, I mean, Fitzpatrick's getting older. He was in and out the lineup last year. So, you know, that again, that could be a move for them too. But yeah, definitely, definitely could see him fall to the second round and go through there. So, all right, you ready for it? (laughs) I'm ready for it. Yeah. Let's get <laughs> my the guy. top Robinson, Penn State. <laughs> Linebacker, defensive end, edge rush, 6'3", 250. Weighs in a little smaller than Jared Verse, but mm-hmm. man, is he explosive. Talk about what you see with him. I love Chop Robinson. He's probably one of my favorite IDP players this year. Um, just because he's not going to be real expensive, too, which makes it nice. And he comes from the, my favorite team, Penn State, which isn't bad either. Yes. So, um, but, uh, yeah, like you said, he's very explosive. He gets off the ball very quickly. He's another one that's very disruptive, just like uh, Jared Verse is. Um, he has a good use of, of speed rush and bull rush. He's more of a speed rusher, though, but he's very good with his hands. He chops well. He okay. does, has a good swim move. See the chop? Yes. <laughs> he got I it. did notice that a lot. Uh-huh. That's a, that's huge for him. It is. It is. He and that's Chop Robinson. It fits him perfectly, right? So he <laughs> he does that very well. Um, it, one thing with him though, and I hope that he gets with a good team that can help him out, is he's very short and choppy steps when he's trying to get off the line of scrimmage. He's he's so quick that it works in college, but he mm-hmm. needs to get a little bit longer stride so he can get you know a little bit more separation on the tackle and be able to use those swim moves and those those chops because with the short and choppy steps he might get caught up the line of scrimmage but he's very good against the run and the pass um a graded amount is a 92 against the against the pass and a 76 against the pass or against the run i'm sorry so 92 against the pass 76 against the run so very good on on both grades there um he, he didn't get a lot of sacks in college but no. he he got a lot of pressures a lot of pressures um I think I wrote down that he had uh what do you have? I think it was he only played in 10 games this year, but mm-hmm. he had like 18 pressures, I think it was, on the quarterback. Um, and the year before was actually a better year for him because he played this year, he was a little banged up where he got 12 games in in 2022. And yep, he did yep. have uh he had more sacks in 2022 as well. Yeah. So but uh but he's a very good player. I mean, he's a guy that I would love to see go to the Houston Texans and pair him on the other side with Will Anderson. Ooh. And they would just be, that defense would be crazy. Because if you Ow. get him him in there with the Miko Ryans, it, it, there'd be no mm. See, that's it. it. That would yeah. be him. It would yeah. be Ryans that would definitely be the guy that would be able to elevate him. Yeah. You know, I so he's going around the 19th projected. I see, mm-hmm. people, I see them try, people putting the Rams in there, and I'm like, yeah. Yeah. hey, <laughs> hey, I, I'm liking that. I'm liking that. Oh, and, yeah. of course, being a Penn State fan myself, Right. That's exactly what I saw with him too. You know, those short, quick steps, 
they mm-hmm. may not pay off because once you get to the NFL, the tackles get a little bigger, oh, yeah. the guards get a little faster. Oh, yeah. And then when you're coming off the side, whether a guard's pulling, you have to make that extra rush. If you don't get out there long enough or even fast enough, and that's what you said when you said about his not having a lot of sacks, but right. having a ton of pressures that comes with the speed. So under if, if a team is paying attention to Will Anderson, then that's when this guy is going to come around and make those sacks. So definitely if he can get put on the other side of a great defensive end, he and you're going to get him for a steal. Oh, with, yeah. You were spot on with that. To get him late into drafts, in late in IDP drafts, especially a dynasty league, this is somebody that, look, a lot of people, if you, a lot of people do roulettes or whatever way they have a, a way of determining your draft order. If you're not picking until 15 or 16, and then you don't do a snake draft, and you're not picking again until the end of another draft, you are going to have to look at a player like this with your second pick if you're weak at defensive end because you're not going to have a chance at verse because even by being the 16th pick overall, 15th pick overall, and say that 16-team dynasty, you're so far in the back, you're not going to stiff any of these players. So again, that even goes back to like, you'll only have a shot at players like McKinstry and Chop Robinson unless you get another Penn State guy in the league, which sometimes <laughs> does happen. It does happen. It's true. And and the nice part about him too, and being able to get him late is I do have him as number four on my mm-hmm. list, even though yeah. I like him a lot because you got Latue, Latue, and then you got Dallas Turner, and then you got Verse, and then I have Chop Robinson, and then um, so he would be number four. So and I think he has a ton of potential. And, and like you said, going in the back end of the first round in the NFL draft, a lot of people might not necessarily want to pick him right away in IDP. So it works out perfectly, and it fall right into yeah. my lap and my my rookie drafts for the IDP side. So yeah, yeah. And 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 that's where look getting little trades in the dynasty goes because sometimes somebody could have a better draft pick. So where like I have I might have somebody else's third pick in the Dr. Roto Dynasty League. So it's like, mm-hmm. hey, just give me uh, hey, maybe you get that early run where I have a later pick, but then I have that pick coming back around. And that's exactly something that I would be looking for. So when I did his points, he was around 5.24 points a game, which again going towards you know, the Max Crosley level that I decided to use. It's, it's close. It's right there. And it's, there's so much untapped potential. We need a full season. We just, and we need good coaching around him as you Mm -hmm. brought up with Ryan. And that will give us a full season to see this because I definitely think with that pass rush ability, he should be able to get a chance at 10 sacks, maybe 12 sacks in his rookie season on the right team. I mean, Anderson had stepped into the right opportunity, so he was able to play a lot this year. So that's something that Chop needs to step into. Oh, yeah, I definitely agree with that because he has all the potential. Just need somebody to harness that potential because I even wrote down Kansas City as one of the teams at 31 so they could use them as well. So, I mean, if he could get in there with Spags or D'Amico Ryans, I mean, those would be great fits. And, yeah, like you said, I could definitely see 10 to 12 sacks easily. Oh, man, dude, (laughs) if he made it to Kansas City, I mean, I, I, you wouldn't even need Chris Jones anymore. Just, yeah. just, just um, ship him out. I mean, I, I know, I know. <laughs> I don't know if I go that far, but yeah, he'd be a good yeah. fit with Chris Jones, though. <laughs> yeah, Chris Jones is probably going to have a three sack Super Bowl now. Exactly. And then you're like, okay, what were you saying about Heat Override? Uh-huh. You say you're an IDP hero, but. but... That I man just should, had three sacks. I know. I think I should go put some money on him for the Super Bowl now with some money. I, 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 I had to. I remember the first time was it when Frank Clark, I had Frank Clark his first first uh, sack, yeah. and I had Frank Clark as 
a sack and that paid off really well in oh, that yeah. Super Bowl. But then they got a little uh they got a little like they hide a lot of those things now with the defense. Like yeah. FanDuel, they don't even start them until the, the games actually start. So you don't get a lot of tackle p- props or anything yeah. like that. DraftKings, you can. But then yeah. FanDuel's like, once that game starts, then they start throwing them up. And that's where I've been seeing a little bit of fun, like live betting oh, yeah. and going into those tackles. Because sometimes they slip up on some people oh, and they'll yeah. have somebody like Roquan Smith. Like when I caught that a uh, couple weeks ago, they have Roquan Smith. They had him at an at a 8.5. And yeah, it was, it was, I think it was a negative 114. And I'm like, you got to jump on that because you know, that, that was, that was, it's Roquan Smith. It it was, he's going to play. He's going to get tons of tackles. He's always around the ball. So it was that. And then in the same game, it it was, um, this was the game against actually, it was the Kansas city game. They had Bolton. Bolton was a 9.5 plus. Okay. So it, it was, it was up there. And then they had him at a, plus 128 or something like that oh, wow. so it was like it was really tempting i played both bets of course one lost because right. bolton only got four four tackles that game i'm pretty sure it was four and then roquan just went over so that's, yeah that's because baltimore decided they wanted to throw the ball the whole time instead of running it like they should have been so <laughs> yeah right <laughs> which was just funny i i love when games when teams go into that game script that doesn't even like fit them it's mm-hmm. like wait a minute why are you doing that? Like, where's the running? Why isn't Lamar running? That exactly. was, I was sitting there with that prop, and it was like 40 yards, and I'm like, he's got it. You know, it, no. he's having problems right now. <laughs> you got to yeah. wait till the end of the game when he's running down the field for like 28, and you're like, oh, thank you. That's, <laughs> exactly. What happened? Yeah, so, I don't know what they were doing. So overall, I know that you probably tracked your NFL picks, so we'll do a little little NFL picking right now. How are your picks over this, this uh, playoff season? Uh, for the for the playoffs, just picking yeah. teams, uh, mm-hmm. I did pretty well. Um, I actually had Buffalo going a little further. I thought they were going to beat Kansas City, but but uh, for the for the Super Bowl, I had Baltimore and San Francisco when Me when too. it started. So I had I got at least one of them right, which I didn't even know if that was going to happen when the lines were playing so well in the first half of that game. Yeah, but, but uh, <laughs> I was rooting for the lines at that point. I wanted the underdog to win, but hey, yeah, I I, I wanted to see that team that 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 whole that 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 whole that whole thing was just bad like that's what you were playing for history and then you just go for it that many times on the fourth down and i'm like okay at some point you can only hit your head in the wall Mm -hmm. before you have to maybe start kicking field goals but hey you know i've said my piece everybody else has said their piece with him some people agree with what dan campbell did some people don't i tend to say if your team loses and you did a lot of plays like that then that's probably the reason why you lost Right. Yeah. And, and you, you can't give San Francisco the ball in that position. I get you missed the field goal then, but yeah. you're giving San Francisco and Christian McCaffrey and that explosive offense, the ball near midfield, you get what you deserve. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was okay with them doing it the first time. If you wanted to do that, where Reynolds missed the one, you kind of had to die for a little bit. Yeah. Um, but then whenever you have a chance to tie the game at 27 in the fourth quarter with six minutes to go, I think you got to at least try the field goal. I'm not saying he's <laughs> definitely going to make it, but you got to at least try to tie the game. Cause then you need two scores if they go down and score it, which they did go down and score the touchdown. Exactly. Then you need two scores instead of one. And you end up going down and getting the touchdown you would have needed if you had just kicked the field goal. So, I mean, I, one, I don't know. Yep. One, one field goal, yep. one field goal, just one out of all those three. He yep. could have did anything he wanted, but he just had to not kick that one field goal that got him beat. He yep. learned his lesson. I, I mean, 
I would he wasn't going to be fired over that. No, but no, I no. mean, it was kind of like, okay, next year, regardless of numbers, you got to push this team farther. But the, what's sad is they will never be in that position again. They don't know if they will. No. And that and and you don't know when you're going to get that kind of production from golf again. This was a great year for that team. And now they have to rebuild and start. I mean, they have all their players coming back, but they have to restart. And then everybody's going to be back next year. You know, Cousins is going to be back. And that was a huge thing that they they practically got a layup. Yes, Green Bay played strong at the end of the season. But for them, they kind of got a little layup to go into that playoffs. They didn't really have a threat coming after them within their division. And that would threat would have been there if Cousins had not been hurt. So you, next year's a whole different year. You can't take those chances. Got to go for it now. Yeah. Yeah, no, I totally agree with you. And he'll have, I mean, he made it to the NFC championship game with the Lions. So he's going to have some, some wiggle room there. So, but yeah, <laughs> it's, it's always hard. You never know when you're going to be back. I always, anytime someone brings it up, I'm like, damn Marino. Rookie year made it to the Super Bowl. Everybody said, "Oh, he'll be back multiple times." He never made it back. He just never. never. Know. Yeah, and that's and that's it. It's sometimes those chances that you take. And look how long it's been. What fifty seven yeah, since they sniffed like the yeah. championship? And yeah. I mean, now you you're trying to get them close. And 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 the thing is, is sometimes you want to say, "Well, that was our killer instinct. We were gonna go, we were gonna go for the juggler at that point instead of just trying to kick that field goal when they were still up, you know, twenty four seven at that time." and whatever the score was and you're just like just go for it but you know you don't always have to say you need that touchdown sometimes just tapping on a couple field goals a field goal at that point might have been able to change the game might it would have made them the san francisco 49ers know that they have to get the ball more mm-hmm. and then, and then you're kicking off or if you're gonna go for it and you're just gonna come you're gonna just completely flutter that stuff then just take a five-yard penalty, punt the ball, and put San Francisco at the five, not no. the 45. <laughs> okay, just, again, goes back I know. to that. No, no. But I agree with you. I, I, at the beginning of the year, when I saw the defense and I did the IDP rankings and saw the way Zay Flowers came in and the additions that Baltimore, you know, made. Plus, you know, J.K. Jobbins was one of my write-ups, my shine players, my comeback players, and then he's now another comeback player. So... You know, Baltimore was poised to go, and but I still had that bet from Kansas City from last Super Bowl. So I was like, you know, I'm happy I had it. I had Buffalo and Kansas City were my AFC bets. Okay. So to see Kansas City make it again with San Francisco, it just felt like one of those teams was going to fumble the ball. Yeah. Both of them almost did. One of them retained it. So now we have this Super Bowl. I was six and six. I mean, one being one loss being the Rams, which you know right. happens. And then, of course, other losses being Buffalo and my my Kansas City people have been ragging me on that. And it was it was Dallas. Dallas got me too. you know, that I thought they were going to win. Yeah, I switched off of Green Bay, went with Philly, just stay with Green Bay. So I made a few problems myself. Fifty percent. I'll take it. You know, I that's, you know, the price you got to pay sometimes when you take those shots. So that's what I got. And in the Super Bowl, I'm picking Kansas City. What do you have? I have Kansas City as well. So I'm hoping that thinking around 27, 24, Kansas City. So yeah, probably get a Travis Kelsey MVP, probably the way he's been playing in the playoffs, <laughs> anyways. But you never know. Mahomes might sneak in there, maybe a little IDP with some Chris Jones since we're talking IDP. So <laughs> yeah. you just never know. You never know, right? You never so. know. That's just like this, this like the whole podcast start off with a little dynasty talk. And it was like, man, I get somebody on. I got to talk a little bit of football. 
got to go oh, in yeah. with this. But oh, yeah. I mean, man, it. what I've been saying this whole playoffs, and then I see a few people talking about it on TV today for the Pro Bowl, has been Kansas City's defense since Bolton mm-hmm. came back. He hasn't been, like, of course, four tackles last game. That wasn't the shining moment. The shining moment was the secondary and how they were able to stop and slow down the Ravens and just befuddle them because what the Ravens like to do is play those AFC North games. When you play a team like Kansas city who can score at any point and whose defense is that hot again, going back to the running game, Pacheco, that's January football. That is, that is exactly what you want to be running. And the chiefs since getting Pacheco back around that same time too, have been able to run the ball and have been able to play lights out defense this entire time. They've stopped some of the best offenses out there, you know, starting with Miami, running into Buffalo, now the Ravens, and now they're getting San Francisco. If they beat San Francisco, they'll have played some of the best offenses this year, some of the most potent offenses this year, and they've stymied them all. That's true. Yeah, it's very true. And, uh, and their defense has been good all year, I mean, mm-hmm. from the get-go. And they, that's one thing they did. Instead of going out and get the big wide receiver that they needed on offense and everybody said they needed they bolstered the defense, and they just kept bringing in guys through the draft or in free agency, just the guys that will help them out. And, I mean, it's it's paid off this year because they don't have the receivers other than Kelsey and and uh, Rasheed Rice now. But other than that, that that's all they need because they can score enough points and the defense can hold them down unlike other years when they had to try to outscore everybody when they had Tyreek and everything. So, yeah. Um, and then one thing I do want to bring up, and anybody that listens, yeah. since we're talking IDP, I have Trent McDuffie, I think, on every one of my IDP leagues yes. or every, every one of my teams. Um, and he's he's like spectacular for me. So I don't know oh. how the scoring is for everybody else's leagues, but I'm so glad I drafted that guy. I drafted him <laughs> late, late in every one when he was a rookie there two years ago, and it's paid oh, off man. ever since. So I've I I'm the same way. So my guy is Kenny Moore too. Oh, it's yeah. uh, Kenny has always been there. It was a couple of years ago where a lot of people didn't know when you went and did the thing. Is his tackle total tackles that year was insane. Well, yeah. And it, yeah. I, it was just like it's just been somebody I've been able to plug in. And he's just been consistent. So, like, that's what I said with that team. Mm-hmm. It's all about Ramsey. It's all about Kenny Moore because it's it, it just just works. And yeah. that's that's the diamond. That's the IDP stuff that some people lose points on because they just think that they can go put in any old defensive player and they'll take. And that's why I do a lot of those articles. So if you're streaming or anything like that, it helps you stream right into those right players. Gives you a better shot because that's how some people people don't pick up till the second you know, second or last round of the draft. So you're not picking that late. You're not going to get anybody. That's why there was a couple guys in my my league that went and read my uh, article and had seen, I've, I had Roquan Smith on lock for a minute. So they went after, they drafted practically offensively and defensively. They drafted my entire team right before me. It was sickening this whole draft <laughs> that I went into because I was the returning champ. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, guys. And then that's when I pulled out Franklin. And nice. it was just, and that worked out completely. And I only had him, I had him in my second tier, but he was like highlight that if you're not going to get, everybody else is going to go for Bobby Wagner. They're going to go for names that they know. They're not going to really go for Franklin because at that time, Leonard was still on the team too. Yeah. And that's who they would have went to. And they all went to those players and then boom, he just fell. And then I just streamed a defensive end and, uh, safeties all year long. I even threw in Keyson Nixon at one point to, uh, for kick return points, which you were bringing up with when you were talking about Kool-Aid McKinstry oh, yeah. and his his return. That was, yeah, I think it was 
two years it was two years ago he had around i think around 350 yards return and oh, last yeah. year i want to say he was around 90 mm -hmm. so i'd like to see him go to like run that nickel corner and like like a Keyson Nixon, and then start getting those punt return yards, because for leagues that actually credit that, that's huge. No, that is a huge. It act, for the one league that I'm in, that I got a, that I do a lot of the stats and off of and tackles and everything. That league right there, he was averaging almost three and a half, four points a game just off return games. No, yeah. So return yards. So that's that's something that you can always count on. And again, that's great for IDP. Because at any point, if he gets a big return or if he gets a chance to start when Alexander went down there for a few games and he was able to come in and play and get around, you know, five, six, seven tackles and get some pass defense. Now he's got a 14, 15 point game. Nobody knows that guy. That's true. That's very true. Yeah, because I had a guy. It's not IDP, but well, it's an IDP league and we do the return yards, but it's Jamal Agnew from the Jaguars. He's a receiver <laughs> that you would never draft in your redraft leagues or even really in your dynasty leagues unless there's return mm -hmm. yards. And I drafted him, and he was like a we start. It's called the twenty two deep league, so we start twenty two players, eleven on offense and eleven on defense. Okay, and he was like a fourth receiver that I could throw in as a flex, and he would always get return yards, and he would always pop off that one touchdown on a bye week. You know what I mean? When when yep. you would need it the most because you had so many players on bye. He's just one of those guys that hey, you got injuries, you got bye weeks to so throw him on in there because he's going to get your return yards. So exactly. you, you need guys like that if you're in a league like that. So. No, you're right. You're right. He could be that guy for sure. He could be that guy. So, yeah, that's and that's 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 the dig, and that's all the information that you'll get at drroto.com. That's exactly. stuff. That's the information that we provide. It was great to actually get. I mean, now that I see and now that you announced that you're doing all the, a lot of the draft coverage and everything, so you know, every year we do do the draft live. So I can't wait to do that because I know <laughs> that's always a bunch of fun, and it 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 goes for like four hours. <laughs> it's insane. Oh, yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. And then over the three days, which is always fun too. So yeah, it is. <laughs> so, All right. Yeah. Well, we got, we're inside the last minute here, so we're going to wrap yeah. things up. Jeremy, it was great to have you on bring the pain. Hopefully yeah. we definitely got to do this again because there's going to be more players coming out. We should definitely do some offensive players. Yeah, we can do that too. We can definitely do that as well. And then we can do the IDP. I'm just now getting into a lot of the IDP players and stuff like that. So I've been focusing more on the offense. So just kind of, I did a little cram session on these three guys a little bit more so I could get, get this, you know, going and get some good information yep. for the pod. So worked out well. I appreciate you having me. Hey, anytime, man, you have a great day and always remember to bring the pain. Have a great day, everybody. You got it. Thank you. Bye-bye.